0: Good morning, good morning. Here we are, back today for another episode of our podcast, Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. This is Brenda Shoshana, also known as Eshen. And here I am to return to share with you another part of our journey on working with koans. And koans, of course, are really a very, actually, crucial or vital part of Zen practice, actually all of Zen practice, no matter what direction you come from. And some parts of practice don't do koan study at all, which is fine. But no matter what direction you come to this practice from, a koan, I'll repeat, is an inscrutable, unknowable, unanswerable question that cannot really be answered in the normal, usual ways that we approach our questions and our problems. And koan practice and Zen practice is about being with those kinds of questions in our lives and actually finding a completely new way not only to engage with them, but to bring a response. Because life itself, of course, presents, as I said in the other uh, podcasts about this, many, many, many inscrutable questions to us all the time, just all the time. God forbid if somebody dies, oh my God, where are they? That's a koan. What happened? Is this real? Is this world real? How can they be here one minute and gone the next? You know, there are so many, many constant shocks we receive as we live. Oh my God, I thought this person loved me and and now they're gone. How did that happen? What happened? What happened? What is it? That is the heart of all koans. What's going on here? It's a more vital way to put it. What's going on? Who am I? What am I doing? What is this world itself? That is what prompts us, what moves us to engage In this practice, which is a practice of being with our lives, our breath, each other, ourselves, in a completely different way. The book that this podcast and this section comes from is my new book called Zen Play. And the subtitle is Instructions on Becoming Fully Alive fully alive, which is, of course, what happens as we take on this practice and as we do not get swallowed up by the many, many questions, confusion, and challenges of our lives. You know, very sadly, we get swallowed up by so much, so many of the demands, the concerns, the fears that come to us on a regular basis, swallowed up, so that it's hard to be fully present, fully alive. It's hard to really feel the sun on our shoulders as we walk down the street or to see the seasons change or to really look into the eyes of someone that we are engaged with. Really be here, fully alive one of my dear friends Zen show, that's what his name means, fully alive. And it makes me think of how our teacher, who actually has passed, but he used to make that point that that name meant fully alive. So what I want to do is go forward a little bit with this journey that we started about working on our koans and in, in actual Zen practice in the Rinzai and also many other Schools do this as well. They The teacher will actually give you a koan, a question that has no imaginable or discernible answer, and you must, must bring a reply. In fact, they'll say your life depends on it. Well, why does your life depend on it? Well, because we want to be fully alive. We don't want to be living in our mind, in our head, constantly dwelling on this, on that, could it be this, could it be that, what's going to happen next, that takes us like a spider web out of the world, out of our life. So the koan really is here to snap us out of it. Okay, now we're up to ways of actually working with a koan and I want to share this with you because it's actually also ways of being with problems in our life. So, the actual title (laughs) of today's podcast is The Best Encouragement is No Encouragement. I love that. Or you could say the best instruction, of course, is no instruction counterintuitive. Everything about this practice and about working with koans is definitely counterintuitive. So, why why is it that the best instruction or the best encouragement is no encouragement? Because in this day and age, we all, my gosh, we all want to be uplifted, encouraged, supported. Tell me, tell me what to do, what to do help me feel good, make sure I don't feel upset, but no, 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 in Zen, best encouragement, no encouragement, because we just sit down, and it all comes from within, we're not leaning, we're not depending upon outside stimuli, outside conditions, outside individuals, When we base our life on depending, leaning on outside conditions to be happy and to be encouraged, or people, or whatever, very, very easy to become very quickly disappointed. Why? Because outside conditions constantly change. We're depending on something that must constantly change, including individuals, including conditions, including whatever is happening in the external world, when we hang on to that and depend on that, hard to become fully alive. Because in many cases we're clinging to something that must leave. Must. Has no choice. So no instructions, no encouragement, which means sit down, stop, Looking in the outside world, turn within. All that you need is within you. That's the fundamental point here. All that you need is inside you. Now, you know, we live so much of our lives longing for encouragement, approval, acknowledgement. Oh, you did very well. So we think, ah, I'm a good person. I succeeded. Zen practice takes that all away because, again, we're chasing then constantly after that approval, uh, that success. And, you know, it's simply an idea in our mind. And also, not only that, one moment we succeed, the next moment we don't. We're up and down, in and out always looking for someone to show us how we succeeded, or always looking to make a condition turn out in this certain way. You know, that itself is really a kind of bondage. We're trapped, trapped, always trying to make something work out, always trying to succeed, always trying to be good enough. Hmm, Well, a koan comes to stop all that. An inscrutable, unanswerable, unknowable question that you really engage with stops all that. Okay, now how do we work with these koans? I will give you some of the classic points that are offered. As I said, the best instruction is no instruction. Just sit down and engage with it directly you and you between you and the koan that is the very best way and Of course, these points that I will offer is really it doesn't it's similar to that it's the same thing. It's just different ways. What do we do when we're sitting down? and engaging with our koan, whether it's one given to us by a teacher or whether it's one that is given to us by life itself. Does he love me or not? Will I get well? Is my beloved going to die? All of these are koans. What should I do now? Should I, how can I make more money? All of these koans, how can I be secure? In such an insecure world, koans, koans, koans. Okay, the time is moving, and I want to give you some specifics here, too. So when a koan comes to you, step number one, just take it, receive it. Very important teaching. Just take it, receive it. When life comes to you, when a question comes, when something comes, just take it, receive it. Don't run away from it. Don't judge it. Don't hate it. Don't hate yourself. Be with it. Receive it. See it. Taste it. Smell it. Really be with what is being given to you in this life. It's such a powerful, wonderful, wonderful instruction. Someone says, well, I'm leaving you. I don't want to be with you anymore. Okay, just take it. Take it. Absorb it. Digest it. Don't complain. Don't fight it. Take it. Eat it up. Receive it. Next step. Don't try to make it something it isn't. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful step. Don't try to make the situation understandable. It's not. You know, we begin to analyze it and label it and we tr- because that makes us feel we can control it better. We can't, not that way. And so we try to put it into some sort of a category and a box, we try to make it understandable, but koans are not understandable. Like a person you might meet, no human being is, can be put in a box, a category labeled which is what we do of course when you do that to a person you don't meet the person you meet the category so don't make it something it isn't don't start analyzing it describing it limiting it because then immediately you're in that little box you're in that category and so many possibilities are completely shut off to you to really, really engage with it and really know it and know what the koan is really asking of you. Next step, I love doing this. I think this is so beautiful to do this kind of work. Next step, forget what you think about it. Just forget about what you think about it and see what's here right now. Respond to that to what's here right now not your opinions what you think forget what you think about it in a way we're becoming naked with it we're forgetting what we think we're not trying to make it into something it isn't we're not trying to understand it intellectually don't don't do that stop that Now here's another wonderful one. Don't put any distance between you and the koan. Mm. We put so much distance between ourselves and problems, questions, people who are difficult, unknowable situations. We try to forget about it, distract ourselves from it. We feel inadequate because we don't get it. So many of us feel so inadequate because we don't get it. We don't know what's really being asked of us. We don't know what something really means. Forget about that. Don't do that. Just don't put any distance between you and the koan. Become one with it. That's very beautiful. That's similar to the one, just take it, receive it, become one with whatever is brought to you. Isn't that a wonderful, wonderful instruction? Just become one with it. You cannot know a person unless you are actually one with them, seeing through their eyes, feeling through their heart, knowing them in that way. So this koan is really guiding us to stop hating, judging, or rejecting anything just become one with it experience it thoroughly you know when you do that what a gift you give not only yourself but that you give to the koan or the person as well i'm going to make today a little bit longer because i want to really include a few more steps here and the next one is very similar they're all one it's like a little nest they grow one out of another which says Look through the eyes of the koan, Mm, which is the same as becoming when you're one with it. Of course, you're looking through its eyes, feeling through its skin. You know, looking through the eyes of the koan or of the person or of the problem, this is a brand new way of knowing something. You're knowing it from the inside out. In Zen, we say, you cannot know something unless you are it. Hmm. Only the wind knows the wind. I love that, that poem, that phrase, only the wind knows the wind. Look through the eyes of the koan. Look through the eyes of your dear friend. Now, of course, we want an answer. We want to know what to do. I I want to know what to do. What does this mean? What's my next step? What's next? (laughs) This is something that we always want so much. But no, no, no. In koan practice, we say, don't. Okay, patience, patience. Sit with your koan like a mother hen sitting on her eggs to keep them warm. Mm, What a beautiful image. The mother hen does not abandon her eggs, her little chicks. She just sits there and keeps them warm. Don't abandon your koan. Don't run away from it because it's so confusing. Don't just sit there like a mother hen, (laughs) keeping your chicks warm on the nest. You know the mother hen gives her chicks all the time they need. When their chicks are ready, They pop through their little shells all by themselves at the perfect moment. And they know the moment. Same with your koan. When it's ready, the koan will burst through the shell of your life. And suddenly, boom. Oh, you'll know exactly. You'll know exactly what it is. You'll know it in a different way. You'll be it and what comes now. Patience is needed in the readiness of time, all is revealed. That's what my teacher said over and over and how true it is. Patience, you're forgetting about the answer, you're just enjoying each part of the question and enjoying keeping your chicks warm, warm. Actually, you are being cooked by your koan. My little poem, when it's soup, it's soup. When it's ready, it's ready. Now, we'll do a little more next week, too. We have more to do with this process of working with koans. And we will continue it next week. I thank you for listening. And by the way, I'm going to be offering a little workshop on October 6th for two hours on a Sunday afternoon from 1 to 3 30 in Manhattan called making your life into an koan, a Zen koan and we're going to actually work with a koan we're going to act it out we're going to do these steps basically we're going to all play different roles in the koan take each role in the koan one after another and then we'll talk a bit So if you're interested at all, if I still have room left in in this one in October, we'll do them. I'm going to do them frequently. Uh, Just let me know if you're interested. It's topspeaker at yahoo.com, T-O-P speaker at yahoo.com, and I'd love to, if you'd like to join us, we would love to have you come along and join us too. Okay, so this is Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And our website is zenwisdomtoday.com. It's Brenda Shoshana, and I thank you for listening and for joining me and joining each other in the wonderful journey of becoming fully alive. I'll see you next week. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. Bye-bye.